I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. A house divided. Not everyone's on the same page when it comes to COVID vaccines. There are still roughly 90 million eligible but unvaccinated people in the U.S. But what happens when this drama plays out among couples or between co-parents? Later, you'll hear from Jessica Calarco, a sociology professor at Indiana University. But first, journalist Liz Lenz. She writes the newsletter Men Yell at Me. In her latest article, Liz interviewed 50 women dealing with relationship tensions due to COVID-19. And she herself has a few hurdles to climb in her own family. I am divorced and I'm in a co-parenting situation where we co-parent two amazing children. And, you know, the pandemic has brought out a lot of divides in families, my own included. And I disagree with my Mm co-parents on a lot of health issues and a lot of things to deal with the pandemic. You know, it was really tense a little bit when kids were able to get the vaccine because I was so nervous about how we would be able to navigate this in a way that would keep our kids safe and do what's best for our families. And I made the choice just to take them. Yeah, you said Um, you said when the vaccine was approved for kids from five to 11, I didn't even ask my ex. So do you have any regrets about your decision? No. No, when the life and health of kids are on the line, I have absolutely no regrets. And it ended up not causing any problems, which was good. But it was a little bit of a gamble. Yeah, for sure. Professor, who is largely having these tense discussions with their partners? Sure. It's it's easy to think about these tensions as coming from sort of deeply politically divided couples on either end of the political spectrum. But national data show that those kinds of couples, um, couples with different party affiliations, are fairly rare. Only about 20 percent of married and cohabiting couples with kids have different party affiliations. And even when those different party couples do exist, it tends to be a Democrat and an independent or an independent and a Republican rather than a Republican and Democrat. And, And that's in part because of the difficulties of sustaining a relationship across those kinds of political divides. At the same time, I find in my research that it doesn't take big political differences to get couples to disagree about COVID-19. Even when couples have more modest political differences, say a Democrat and an independent, or even a very liberal Democrat and a more moderate Democrat, there's a good chance that they're going to disagree about some aspect of the pandemic and about the necessity of things like masks and vaccines. You were following a group of 250 Indiana mothers since 2018, Professor Calarco. You're asking them about their parenting and health decisions for their kids, which is clearly a very relevant discussion right now in our 2021 pandemic world. So quickly tell us how the pandemic affected this group. Absolutely. So the the research that we were doing, we were in the field already asking mothers about the kinds of vaccine decisions they were planning to make for their children and the kinds of conflicting advice that they were getting in many cases. And when the pandemic hit, it became very clear that the way that families were thinking about health and thinking about vaccines in particular uh, was shifting and that families were facing not only misinformation and disinformation, but especially for mothers, heightened pressure to watch out for all of these new risks uh, that were present for children and to make hard decisions about uh, what kinds of risks were worth taking steps to address and which ones they didn't have to worry about quite as much. Let's jump right to the phones. First of all, Josh has been waiting in Salem Lakes, Wisconsin. Hi, Josh. Welcome to Reset. Good afternoon. So what's your situation, Josh? Are you at odds with your co-parent? Well, we uh, certainly don't agree on many things, um, but I didn't think that uh, this would be one of those disagreements. 
Why not? Um, as a parent, I have a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old, and uh, you just kind of follow this meticulously every day for new developments or, you know, you have to distract all the uh, bad information, that's for sure. And uh, that's where I think she kind of got hung up was with bad information and uh, for some reason doesn't want to get the vaccinations. And I advised her to talk to our pediatrician and then take it further from there, you know, talk to the professionals, because I would highly doubt that they would suggest against the vaccination. So the the kids are still unvaccinated then? And it's based on her decision? Uh, Right. But I've taken it upon myself to give it within the realm of a week before I just end up taking it myself without approval because we have shared placement. And if there's any repercussions for that, I think that the long-term benefits to our health would be more important than squabbling. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you calling, Josh. Very interesting. Uh, Liz, you talked to 50 women for your story. Um, Here we are hearing from a dad, from Josh. Tell me what sorts of things you heard from the women that you talked to and and maybe how some of that compares to what we just heard. Well, it's so hard. I talked to so many women who were still married and they agreed politically with their partners until the pandemic hit, like Professor Calarco was pointing out. And then at some point during the pandemic, things became even more politicized, even more controversial. And I heard so many women just lamenting that their partners had become people they didn't even recognize, who were, you know, refusing to do basic things to protect the health and well-being of their children because of things they'd read online or seen on YouTube or heard on Fox News. And I also think it's interesting, something Professor Calarco pointed out in her research, and she should probably talk about this more, that actually mothers hold more extreme views on vaccinations, uh, COVID vaccinations for children. And there's so many factors that play into that that make this issue so complicated. Yeah, Professor, why don't you jump in there? Because even in cases uh, where parents agree about getting vaccinated, women assume so much more of the responsibility for their, their children's safety. Right. Yes. And it's actually it's ironically that pressure that women often face to protect their children from health risks that is making them more susceptible to misinformation about vaccine risks. As Josh was talking about, many women during the pandemic, especially mothers of young children, are uh, being lured into fears about the vaccine, in part because of the misinformation that is being spread on, on social media and online. And one of the things that we see in national surveys are that women are mothers are about twice as likely as fathers to say that they won't vaccinate their children against COVID-19. And that's troubling because moms are often the ones who have the most control over children's uh, sort of health more generally. They're the ones who long before the pandemic were making the doctor's appointments and doing the vaccine research and keeping track of kids' developmental, developmental milestones. And so if dad, for example, doesn't even know the name of kids' pediatricians, it's, there's a good chance that they won't be as comfortable uh, reaching out to set up those appointments um, if they've been left involved in that process from the beginning. And so I think there's there's reason to be concerned about uh, the, the high level of vaccine um, concerns that we're seeing among mothers, particularly mothers with very young children. Um, so, for example, in, in some of the national surveys that we're doing right now, only about 20 percent of moms with kids ages zero to four say that they want to get their kids vaccinated right away as soon as the vaccine becomes available for that age group compared to about 50 percent of dads. Hmm. Liz, why aren't more parents doing what you ultimately did? And for full transparency, what I did, taking their kids to get the shot without the consent of the other parent. 
so tricky, isn't it? And it's really difficult, I think, to even talk about. But the reality is, is that, you know, some people are co-parenting with other people who are a lot more litigious. I spoke to a woman who said she didn't even talk to her ex-partner, but he took it upon himself to call her and threaten to sue her, take her to court if she even thought about, you know, getting their kids vaccinated. And while the good news is, it seems like most courts are ruling in favor of the parent that is pro-vaccine, the reality is women who are divorced end up making 20% less than men who are divorced. It takes a lot of money to even go to mediation or fight something like this in front of a judge. And in the meantime, kids are still experiencing risk. You know, courts are backed up because of COVID. And so everything becomes really complicated. And that's in a divorce situation. In a marriage situation, you know, I did talk to some women who were like, yes, I went and secretly got our kids the vaccine. And I told our kids it was just an extra flu shot. Um, Other women said they weren't going to do that because they felt like if they did, they were giving up on the relationship. You know, that the pandemic has put so much pressure on families and pushed them to their breaking point. And one woman I asked her, I was like, why don't you just go do it? And she said, if I do, I'll be admitting to myself that my marriage is over. And that was just such an honest thing to say. Mm -hmm that I thought was really revelatory of where a lot of women are. And, you know, I know what it's like to be in that place where, you know, if I do this one thing, my whole life is falling apart. And it's not just easy to leave. You know, I'm a big proponent of leaving miserable situations, but it's really hard and it's expensive. And um, this pandemic has just ruined families. Yeah. this And the pandemic is so new, right? So, I mean, right. you may have had underlying issues, you know, within your relationship, within your marriage um, that span well before COVID began. Uh, but it's so tricky, as you said, to sort of navigate and figure out what's the best decision. Like, do we make a long term decision over this pandemic that's two years? Let's hear from uh, Steve. Steve's on the line in Carol Stream. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Reset. How are you feeling about all of this? Well, I'm I'm frustrated. Why? My 20-year-old son has chosen not to get vaccinated. My wife and I and our 20-year-old daughter are all vaccinated, and I think everyone should be vaccinated. But I also want to respect his right as a young adult to make decisions for himself, even though I disagree with them. Have you talked to him about it? Yep, I even talked to him about it this morning. Oh, wow. So this is is a hot-button issue. Yeah. Yep, this is something we've talked about numerous times and yet even though i feel strongly that you should be vaccinated i think it would be bad for our relationship and a sign of disrespect not to allow him to make decisions for himself how are you going to navigate holidays are you going to get together with your son has that been decided yet so he's willing to be tested and because we've all been vaccinated and received a booster We're not concerned, but it does mean that holidays with extended family are not happening. Gotcha. Well, this is this is a tough one. Thank you for for sharing, Stephen. I I do hope things uh, get better soon. Professor, I'd love for you to weigh in here because this this is a little different. His son is 20. We're talking about an adult 
here. Um, and Absolutely. And Professor Calarco, how do you handle this? He's a grown man. What do you say? I mean, one of the things to think of, I would say in this case, is to consider where these ideas are coming from, and especially because of the way that we treat health as an individual good and an individual responsibility in this country. Many young people, disproportionately it's, it's younger people um, who are saying, you know what, I don't need the vaccine. I, if I get COVID, I'm probably not going to get all that sick. But what that's ignoring is that COVID itself can be transmitted easily from people who show minimal or no symptoms to people who are at much higher risk. And so I think there's the way that we're sort of treating health as an individualistic good and responsibility ignores the social contract, the responsibilities that we all have to each other to keep each other safe. And I think that uh, when that breaks down, that can be tremendously damaging to families. And, and I think it's a, it's a tough lesson for us to learn about how much we, we emphasize individual autonomy, uh, including with our children. Um, but then when that kind of comes back around and, and creates problems when we aren't willing to take those steps to, to help the others around us uh, as well. Your story just came out, Liz, but I'm, I'm curious, what, what's the response been like so far? Are there more people dealing with this than we think? Yes, there seems to be this kind of shadow network of women. I think any woman who's ever been divorced kind of understands that, that all of a sudden you get thrust into this shadow network of people telling stories that they feel like they can't say publicly because it will, you know, hurt their co-parenting relationship. It might hurt their children. It might be seen as a betrayal of their family unit, even if it is a divorce situation. But there do seem to be so many stories like this of families, of the politics of this pandemic being played out so personally, and the way that individual decisions are affecting entire families. I spoke to one woman who was divorced and remarried, but her ex-husband refused to get vaccinated. He got covid and gave COVID to their entire family. And she got COVID while she was pregnant. Oh, dear. Six weeks pregnant. And, you know, and and now she wants to get their children vaccinated, and he's taking her to court, and she doesn't have the money to fight it. And, you know, these are just all the quiet stories of so many families across the nation that is really hard to report on. You know, when I was talking to women, I think it helped that they knew that I wouldn't judge them because, you know, I had been married to a very conservative person. I'd been there and I was navigating this and I could give them anonymity. But I do think there's probably even more stories. I spoke to one woman who said she wanted a divorce and she'd wanted one for so long, but she was afraid to leave because she wouldn't be able to get her son vaccinated. Mm. And that made me wonder how many people are in situations like that, in, yeah. in bad places, but they're sticking it out for the health and well-being of their kids. Yeah, I'm being silent about what's really bothering them. Uh, let's hear from another caller. Here's Michael in Pilsen. Hey, Michael. Welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Sure. Um, I've enjoyed the conversation and wanted to uh, share one of my friend group's recent challenges when it's come to a member of the friend group's uh, views and uh, the friend group being uncomfortable with the confrontation and it's sort of flip-flopping between who's responsible for for bringing it up and addressing the matter. And uh, it's kind of come to a head where we're talking about canceling long-standing plans for the upcoming new year mm-hmm. because a member of the friend group is adamant about their anti-vaccine views. And so uh, we're witnessing a fracturing of long, long-standing relationships and it's yeah. tragic and difficult. 
Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I've got a lot of longtime friends too, Michael, who um, I don't see eye to eye with. Now, fortunately, we don't live in the same city anymore, so I can kind of ignore it a bit. But uh, it, it is difficult when I come to town to have to remember, oh, right. None of you are vaccinated. That's let, let me kind of shift plans a little bit. Uh, it, it gets tricky there. Uh, let's squeeze in one more voice. Here is Stephanie in Lake Bluff. So I have two adult children living at home right now. One is 25 and the other is 22. And the 25-year-old is going to grad school. And um, they had a huge blow up at the dinner table last night because she's dating a guy who's a complete anti-vaxxer. And he's a good guy. You know, we like him, but he just refuses to get vaccinated. And my son tore into her last night at the dinner table because he's like, you're going to grad school. What do you see in this guy? If he doesn't believe in science and you do, what are you going to do when you have kids? What if you have kids? And he said, he said, I hope you break up with him for your sake. Wow. Okay. Very direct. Uh, Thanks for sharing that, Stephanie. Jeez, it's, it's this thing is really dividing households, Professor Kolarko. Leave us with some advice uh, for folks navigating these types of challenges. Uh, any anecdotes that you may have heard that worked for some couples? Unfortunately, what works tends to be giving into the gaslighting in the sense that for the moms who more often we've seen challenges around masks and mask wearing um, with men telling their partners that masks aren't necessary or social distancing isn't necessary. And so many moms that I've talked to have been ultimately persuaded by their partners to take the pandemic less seriously, which means less work for them, but also means that they end up putting their whole family at greater risk in the process. And so unfortunately, I don't think there are any good individual level solutions. I think we need larger scale changes to address the misinformation and to help ensure that people feel safe uh, getting the vaccine for themselves and, and seeing the importance of taking responsibility for others as well. We've been talking with Jessica Calarco, Associate Professor of Sociology at Indiana University, and Liz Lenz, journalist and author of the newsletter Men Yell at Me. Liz and Professor Calarco, thank you so much. Hey, we have enough problems. Don't fight over vaxxing. Get it done and stay healthy. It's because I care. Now, if I haven't put you off yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Then take a few seconds to give us a rating and a review. Doing that helps people find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. Go have a date night this weekend, and we'll meet again soon. Music